Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. We will, we will quack you. I'm Mike. Tommy is not here. Kevin is not here because it is the last episode of the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast of 2018. And because it's the last episode we have our little tradition that we like to do. This is the fourth annual quack question of the year. So we picked the greatest quack questions over the last year. And uh, I handpicked the finalists based mostly on the quality of the question and the quality of the discussion that ensued. Also took into account your nominations. We got a few nominations on Twitter and the like. So those were factored in as well. But here's how it's going to work. You guys are going to listen to the nominees. You guys are going to go to thequackattack.com. You guys are going to click the episode link. In the show notes, there will be a poll where you can vote for your favorite quack question. The winner, of course, will be on the pod in the near future here. And will help us answer a quack question, a passing of the torch, if you will. And then we will get deep into 2019 and their quack question. I would say it's quack question and uh, we'll do it all over again. So voting will go from now, whenever you are listening, to January 3rd. And as I said, the winner will come on. So there's nothing left to do but to get in to the nominees right now we couldn't help it there's uh one question uh, via facebook actually uh that spurred two follow-up questions so you're gonna have to stick with me here it'll be three questions in succession from ben young andy tattersall and christian garcia so the question Let's is go. questions are why did you decide to stop on the shootout and do a slap shot and what was the point of doing a triple deke, was, which was actually just stick handling, if you were going to stop at the point and let the goalie reset? And how come it took so long for everyone to know whether it went in or not? <laughs> well, um, to answer those questions, uh, I feel the, okay, because I'm a show-off, I would say. <laughs> I don't, because... I don't know. There was that theory that I did it to, dis- you know, to spite my coach, you know, yeah. the whole triple D and did I go glove side or why, you know, like, I think someone was saying like, you know, but Gunner, you know, they must have done research or something, uh, you know, I don't know. They must have known Julie, the cat had the fast glove, but actually they did that switch last second and maybe Gunner was too nervous or focused on something else or maybe, I don't know. 
But um, I feel like Jeff Goldblum. Like, uh, I don't know. Oh, ah, yes. Uh, maybe, uh, yes. Um, but yeah, stopping. I'm not sure why I stopped. Uh, what really happened in real life filming the movie, They, I wasn't there for half of the... I wasn't there for, for that stop. That I don't think that's me stopping because um, a hockey stop is almost a bit like a like a like a fingerprint like you kind of you can look at someone hockey stop and you can go that's me or that's not mm -hmm. me and that actually was better form on a hockey stop than i have when <laughs> when i'm stopping on that side so they must use the sun belt you know and, and as a kid actor they could only use me for a certain amount of hours a day so i remember shooting that final scene they had already when i showed up they had my stunt double out on the ice and they had already been filming and then i took over for the slap shot um, for the, then we did the side shot of me skating up, you know, doing the actual triple deke. I don't know. The editor then threw in that stuff, which kind of made me, you know, I wondered the same thing. Why the crowd didn't know? I'm going to say because Gunner's shot was so fast <laughs> that not even, the, not even the crowd, not even Julie the cat, not even the, you know, um, I don't know if there were those goalie lights, you know, how they have now the lights, like the second yeah. the puck goes in, the lights, yeah. you know, sensors. I don't think they had sensors. But I think it was just such a fast, everyone just, time stopped, and everyone just went, whoa, now that is a real hockey player. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but I think in reality, they just, they just said, look, let's build suspense. Let's cut this in and make it seem this way. <laughs> but uh, because definitely me, when I really did do that shot, it probably never even went anywhere near the goal itself. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I really don't. These are great questions that I do not at all know the answers to, um, to be honest. Uh, why would you stop after doing a triple D? I mean, it kind of defeats the whole purpose, and then yeah. you're kind of, and you're so you're so far from the goal at that point. When you do that slap shot, it's like the goalie has an hour and a half to like see where the puck's going and catch it. I mean, it's like she could have gone out and had a slice of pizza and come back, and that thing still wouldn't have been on its way to the goal. So, um, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I have to think about. It. Maybe that will be for our next interview. I'll have answers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, if the puck stops, the the shot is over. So, like that, legally, it just ends. But uh, real quick, pretty much that is that's actually a good one. Yeah, true. Okay, I think this one might need a little bit of a qualifier, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, this one comes from Maria Cristina, who's at Maria Pianelli on Twitter. Uh, her question is: If you could cast one of the ducks to be in the Goldbergs, who would it be? Who would they play, and why? Well, I think it's obvious that you would put Goldberg on the Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of your your go-to. Um, but I guess uh, I would say if I were to cast anybody, I'd probably go Averman. Um, uh, I would go with Lester Averman. Cast, like, that's, that's the kid. Like, I love that. That character was my favorite. Yeah. Um, and so I just loved that. Like I went to a, the, the a screening at the, um, El Cap, uh, last year. Were you guys there? I tell you, no. like I uh, was in the, so they reunited, they did a whole like Mighty Ducks anniversary. They gave out posters and they had cast members there. And, uh, so that actor was there and he looks exactly the same <laughs> now. 
Um, so it like, you know, it's not like he grew up and you don't recognize the actor anymore. Like I put on the actor from weird science and no one barely recognized him. <laughs> um, so Lester looked the same, he had the same, it, it was just like, Oh, there's Averman. And I just loved that. I just thought he was so funny. Like I loved that. That was reminded me of how I was when I played hockey, just doing SNL bits, um, <laughs> always like commenting how the situation was absurd, uh, not wanting to to really just be more color commentary than actually participate, being a wise ass. That's how I covered my inadequacies and that my <laughs> uncomfortable, like that my dad was forcing me to play. I was like, I'll be the clown. Um, so I love, I love that. And I, I love that character. And I, if I were to do like a, a hockey episode, let's say on the spinoff or needed a new coach, I would love to put him as the coach now and like, yell at a kid for being a wise ass to give a shout out to the, <laughs> to the Mighty Ducks fans. Um, something about Lester Averman just being super like, I guess he was just like a little Jewish comedian. And mm-hmm. that's why I like related to him. So does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. Make, make any sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's the character and actor I love the most. Um, and uh, you know, so that's, that's who I would want to put on the Goldbergs because I feel like he fits in there. And um, yeah, having him be some kind of coach and maybe uh, like, but not being the wise ass, but having to be the kind of the Emilio Estevez dealing with the wise ass. Really <laughs> I don't know the actor's name. What's that actor's name? Matt Doherty. Okay, Matt Doherty. Right. So yeah, he's Lester Averman to me. That's all I know about. <laughs> yeah, so, and and Dave um, Averman. <laughs> yeah, Lester slash Dave Averman. His first name changes at some point. So yeah, that's that's right. It does. And I wonder, how does that even happen? How do you think that even happened? <laughs> I think we asked Brill about this one time, and he just, I don't even remember what he said. It was just like an oversight, so I don't know. That's really funny. I guess that's happened on my show now that I think about it. It's like <laughs> you forget someone's first name. If they're like just called by their last name, they're like their yeah. name is like Averman, so you forget. I think we gave um, Tim Meadows two names. It was Andre and then John. <laughs> and then we had to decide on one because I did a spinoff about the character. So we're like, which one is it? We gave it two names. So we decided on John. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Bobby's question is, assuming that the Ducks beat the varsity team in the middle of the season in D3, what happens to the varsity team for the rest of the year? Does their championship come to an end? Is it possible to recover from that loss? This is a great question that we hadn't even really thought about. Like, what... Like, do the Ducks just become the varsity team? <laughs> like, well, and and also, in that same sense, wouldn't it be just as fucked up for them to get rid of the entire varsity team after? Like, kick, I don't know if they it, get kicked out. Yeah. But they... Th- that is a good point. Like, if they're going to kick the Ducks out for losing, and then the Ducks beat the varsity, shouldn't the varsity be kicked out? Yeah. I would, I don't think it would happen, but I feel like there's a justification there. But what do you do? Like as a program, like as a program, I think the coach, the coach, he, I mean, he shook Orion's hand after and like, he wasn't like a uh, wolf Stanson where he was like blown up at everybody. So I think he goes in and just tries to regroup and and make a run there and, and sort of, I guess, light the fire. Like, Hey, these guys are coming for your positions and Maybe you might see them in the second half if you don't pick it up. And Do you think he calls Banks back up? I think you got to call somebody. I think you got to switch it up just to just to get people sort of uh, looking over their shoulders. Um, 
in the end, I don't think it worked. I think like I don't know if there's recovering from losing to your own JV team. So yeah, I feel and like the, and losing like the name of your team. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. Also, is that legal? I, I think we've talked. About, is it legal to like change the name in the middle of the season? Well, that is something I don't know if we talked about this, but like, I guess I took it. All right, they're like the Eden Hall Mighty Ducks, but I guess I just assumed it would be the the just the junior varsity would have that for this year and maybe like the next year they'd be the money decks but like he put it over like the warrior yeah. emblem so yeah ma- the varsity has to go back in the second half of the season and wear new jerseys of the mighty ducks which just a reminder of how they lost to their own jv team and like does <laughs> does jv do they get the varsity locker room like like you know a tommy any- that'd be interesting like they're they're playing for like all kinds of not only just like bragging rights but like each year whoever wins the game gets the best locker room or something like that i mean there's so many questions about this it's like can you imagine the boosters in the crowd you see them like unfurl the banner they're like what the fuck are you doing it's like we're the, no we're the warriors unless like the board had already decided because of um linda's petition to change the name maybe they've given pressure to like change maybe some of the offensive graphics or something so they knew they were going to change anyway and maybe they think hey we can make like you know, pretty good killing off of all this money ducks merchandise or something like that. So maybe the board, if they're all about money and winning, maybe they're just like, Hey, let's roll with it. I mean, we're going to get national exposure and we're going to make a lot of money on selling new shirts and merchandise. So maybe they're all for it from that standpoint. And maybe they say like, yeah, varsity, you're wearing duck stuff. But I mean, then you get the whole thing like, you know, varsity, they're not the, they're not the ducks, you know, they're the, you know, wannabes putting on a duck's jersey doesn't make you a duck, as our uh, friend Jesse would say. <laughs> yeah, that I I would feel the board would have to be involved that Ed, before this banner came down. I'm interested if the banner comes down if the ducks lose that game like they should have. Like, are they just still the Warriors if the varsity wins? Or they, I guess they tie zero zero and Goldberg misses the shot, like. Well, I wonder if they they'd planned to rebrand as the Ducks whenever the JV team got to the varsity, kind of like uh, no matter what. Probably, yeah. And maybe that was kind of like the long con, and then this whole like, hey, they're actually not that good. We have an out to get rid of it. But then, I don't know, maybe it was still kind of like Bombay's thing was more like a wink-wink. Hey, you're not going to get the Mighty Ducks like money if you don't keep these kids here. Maybe that's like sent like a letter beforehand and all that. That, sh- that was just a show he put on there for his team. Yeah, this is all falling into place. Yeah, that makes sense. Like they sort of see the warrior name, and and sort of that is going, uh, like just society is sort of changing its tune to that. So they're like, all right, we'll rebrand as the Mighty Ducks, and it's already approved. And then this just happens to happen. <laughs> so they're like, let's go now. I I like that. Um, to go back, I guess, to the original question. Uh, I mean, how do you guys feel the varsity would do in that in that second half of the season? Is they're recovering from this? I mean, I think they recover because I think their coach is good enough. Yeah, and I mean, they have the pedigree. They have you know they have all that kind of working in their favor. Um, it's obviously impossible for us for really to say what like the competition is like. Yeah. Um, but I I think they rebound, but I think they do it with the help of a couple ducks. Okay. Yeah. I mm. I would somewhat agree. I think, yeah, the coach sort of rebounds there, and maybe 
get them believing in some sort of excuse about why they lost just to like keep their confidence a little up. Um, I, I, let me qualify mine real quick. This is assuming that the board does not like move to remove the varsity. Yeah, like, I don't think that, that happens. Yeah, I don't think that happens. I think they're, they learned that lesson once. Like You can't do that. Try to do that. Get sued, basically. Well, Bombay's not coming in to rescue those guys. <laughs> well, I feel like the varsity would be like, wait a minute. <laughs> You're doing what to us. Like, let's get our own lawyer to come in and make this speech. So Johnny Cochran. <laughs> that would be a heck of a move. <laughs> yeah, so the varsity, I think they recover somewhat. They, like, win a lot of games. But, I don't know, maybe just the talent isn't there like it's been in the previous 10 years. So maybe that's where the streak ends state championship well you gotta figure that like there's not gonna be like a jv state tournament they're they're probably gonna call up a couple jv players for like Mm -hmm. oh yeah so you're you're gonna have like um in theory a cohesive unit but i mean maybe there's just so much animosity that you can't afford to do that i don't know it'd be very interesting to see the aftermath of the game obviously you've got scooter is like gonna buy in and let in the ducks but i mean if you're the coach, do you cut your captain and do you cut Cole and bring up like Banks and Conway and say, hey, the rest will follow suit? Just get rid of a couple of the ringleaders? I think the more likely scenario is that like Riley quits. Oh, yeah. quits the team? Yeah. He, oh, maybe he transfers midseason. <laughs> and, and like through a technicality, he's able to play for like a team that they end up playing in the championship game. Oh, yeah. Or I mean, maybe he just quits and goes to play juniors. Yeah. Like, yeah, he plays like a low That's level true. junior. I don't, I don't know if he could transfer midseason and be eligible to play. I don't really. Know I feel like I don't know if this wasn't There's a documentary. A going <laughs> yeah, if this wasn't a documentary, if it was just like a movie, I think Riley quits and then yeah. they see him in the championship. But yeah, uh, yeah this is. Well, real do you life. guys remember in the movie Major Pain when like the squad leader for like the the school that they're at he quits midseason when like. He's stripped of his like squad leader duties, and then he goes to like the rival military academy, and they're like competing at the end, and he ends up like throwing an elbow at Major Payne's team or whatever. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of what I'm thinking, envisioning might happen. So like Riley throws an elbow in the championship game at Banks or whoever, because um, he's like the spurned cadet. And uh, so Major Payne is a great movie, by the way. So and, I think and everyone should watch it if you haven't. His like co-captain on that team is McGill. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we can just put all the guys there. Maybe Olaf Sanderson's an international transfer somehow. <laughs> yeah. All those guys. All right, I like it. Uh Steven As- Uh this one comes via Facebook. Um uh his question is and I I'm just gonna go ahead and assume, Bo, that you've seen these movies because you have such great taste. Um who yep. is who was more vital to their team's success? Adam Banks, D one. Juan Morales in the Big Green, mm. the Ice Box in Little Giants, or Benny the Jet Rodriguez in the Sandlot. Wow, wow, this is a tough one. Bo, do you have any first reactions here? Uh, I really liked Ice Box, honestly. Um, I I think she brought the whole team together. Without her, there wasn't going to be a Little Giants because she wanted. She was the one that was bummed out uh, that she couldn't be on the Cowboys. So I think uh, I think I'm going to go with the Ice Box. I think that's a good answer. Uh, you know, my initial gut reaction was Juan Morales in the Big Green because those kids were dog shit before he <laughs> moved in. <laughs> like, absolutely terrible. My, I was gonna say Benny the Jet because he was the he was the one that like rounded everybody up. Like 
if he wasn't playing, none of them would be playing, so they would be terrible. Like, just by uh-huh. default. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. I, I mean, feel like the Sandlight kids, though, were, were the best overall team because they were good. But I think you're right that maybe some of them had some dedication issues. He was, like, otherworldly good, too. Yes. Yeah, he made the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a good point about bringing the teams together. Because, yeah, without Icebox, there's no Little Giants. And without Benny the Jet, there's probably no Sandlight team. There's probably still a big green team, but they're probably terrible. But with Juan, <laughs> they need the goalie to make the save at the end. Like, Juan can't do it all by himself. So, yeah, I mean, I I went in thinking it might have been Benny the Jet, but I feel like Icebox probably plays a bigger role overall. Yeah, I feel like that's a good that's a good point. I think that's true. I, I would argue that they did get a Junior Floyd to be their quarterback, who is the best oh. quarterback in that city. Yeah. Um, but yep. at the same time, they were down, what, 21 nothing and a half without Icebox? That is, yeah, she turned around yeah. and, and ran that final play yeah. um, where she didn't have the ball when... Fumbleruski. Fumbleruski. Yeah, Fumbleruski. And who was, who, was the, who was the character that uh, that tackled her? Uh, Spike. Spike, and, yeah. Um, they, they, yeah. They had that big rivalry going. So, that, yeah, it was yeah legendary. Wow. One thing I just thought about and uh you know at the end at the end when the little giants win uh when the giants win, Spike is the first one to like start clapping his hands and he's like, Hey everyone, cheer them on. Similar to how Gunner stalled yeah. it and, oh, and Scooter yeah. and Scooter. And, and, yeah, so there's like a very common theme of you have a ringer who like is an outsider and then you have like the villain is actually a good sport at the end. So I think we could probably write a, a kid's movie. Um we just need to find the right sport to do it with. Yeah. Maybe tennis. <laughs> Team tennis. <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> uh, this one comes from uh, Nicholas Makarazzi's. I, I I feel like I pronounce that differently every time. Uh, who, he's at Pray for Milan on Twitter. Um, this question is: Diehard aficionados strongly believe that the film is a Christmas movie, and Stephen D'Souza, one of the writers, confirmed this. Shouldn't Quackalites fight for Mighty Ducks to be considered a Christmas film as well? Mm. obviously very topical this is a yeah. great this i feel like he snuck this in there like timing wise yeah. this is a, a great you know playing yeah. on the time of year which is you know good strategy yeah i will say the last two quiet questions have really uh they they might be quiet question that you're worthy we'll we'll add them to the queue there um so this really comes down to the winter ice festival where casey conway and gordon bombay go on a date there's ice festival. This they look at the ice castle or whatever, and then they kiss. So, uh, do we have any other evidence of Christmas or the holidays at this point, other than that? Uh, I don't recall any, uh, other than the fact that don't they go to the same diner that's in Jingle All the Way? Okay, that's kind of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to think when did the movie come out? Like what time of year? October 20 or 20 1992. Okay, so October. And you think it's a Christmas movie? There but is Just because it came out in October doesn't mean it. That's a uh, good point. When it did doesn't Die mean Hard it's not. Yeah, well, Die Hard is in, has a ton of references to Christmas. Ho ho ho, now I have a machine gun. Bringing presents on the plane. Keep it coming. Um he talks about seeing like the kids for Christmas or whatever. Um, this Mighty Ducks 
They don't say the word Christmas. They don't say Santa. They say Winter Ice Festival. Yeah. Do, do you think that was intentional on Disney's part? Like, it mm. it would be shocking if it was to me. Like, it feels like Disney would just be like, no, we'll just call it fucking Christmas. But it it is odd now that you mentioned that, that they like almost went out of their way to avoid the word Christmas. Well, I think it was more of it's it's ice sculpture. And so if it's a Christmas festival, it has Christmas elements to it. This does not. So you think this is like in January? So two things. Die Hard originally came out in July. I just searched Winter Ice Festival, Minnesota, and the 2019 St. Paul Winter Carnival begins on Thursday, January 24th and ends on Saturday, February 2nd. I think we just busted it. We just busted that myth. I have never thought of Mighty Ducks as a Christmas movie. I will agree. And 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 I have a podcast about the Mighty Ducks. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's even more reinforced by the fact that, uh, and maybe it was this this festival that they went to um but yeah they i don't think there's a single reference to christmas yeah i'm trying to think if like goldberg's deli has like clothes for... hanging down or something well, like that it might be more of a hanukkah <laughs> oh that's <laughs> true that's true so it doesn't matter like the uh, only religious you know reference in the movie is goldberg saying i hope to be old enough to be no bar mitzvah, mitzvah. Or bar mitzvah. Not so are we mitzvah. saying it's a Hanukkah movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean. It's more of a Hanukkah movie than it is a Christmas movie. I go. will say that. Wow. I don't know if I would agree with that, but I will say, yeah. I, I would think say if you're going to pick a holiday for this movie, I'd say Hanukkah is more appropriate than Christmas. I'm not saying it has anything to do with Hanukkah, <laughs> but it has more to do with Hanukkah What is than your Christmas. favorite Hanukkah movie? Um... I like the Rugrats special. <laughs> nice. Uh, where they learn nice. about Passover. Nice, nice pull. Um, and I also like, uh, I guess, Eight Crazy Nights. You guys ever see that? Adam Sandler? No. I just saw, I yeah. saw part of it. I feel like that was the beginning of the end for Adam Sandler for me. <laughs> the beginning like, of the not, end for Not because it was a Hanukkah movie, just because <laughs> that, like, that, I, I wow. feel like that line, like, wow, Kevin. is like the delineates. Early Adam Sandler from late Adam Sandler. I okay. think the uh, beginning or the end of Adam Sandler was between Little Nicky and Mr. Deeds. Mr. Mm. Deeds was the I think mis- worst, or that was I, the beginning of the end. I, I like okay. Little Nicky. I think Mr. I mean, Deeds I mean, not good. I, I think Mr. Deeds has some funny things in it, but it was not a great movie. No, correct. Little okay. Nicky was great all around. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like Little Nicky was not great. I know you love Little Nicky. Little Nicky's really Little Nicky uh, has some really funny quotes and everything but i do i feel like mr deeds can be the the demarcation because it was still being, was in the same vein as all of his other movies i was but, excited to see mr deeds when i was like what, 12 or whatever when it came out also what's what's her face was terrible uh, oh um oh, shit she's the one it's in stranger things uh winona Ryder. yeah she was bad she was bad um, I remember being excited was to great. see it because I liked Little Nicky, liked Waterboy, I liked everything. I was seeing it and being like, that wasn't good. And that was like the first time I went to the movies and being like, I just saw a movie that I didn't like. That is the same. I had the same experience with Mr. D. Really? It was me and one of my friends and there was no one else in the theater. And we <laughs> saw Mr. Deeds, and I left thinking like, oh, that's what it's like when people don't like movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I, I don't even know if I saw Mr. Deeds in the theater, so I can't speak to that. And I haven't seen it in a long time either. But it, is there a movie from your, I, well, I'll say childhood from, you know, when you were conscious to 12 or 13 um, 
that you remember thinking, oh, this movie's awesome. And then you saw it again later as an adult and you were like, what the hell was wrong with me? That movie was terrible. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't think so. Like, there's really? definitely a nostalgic feel to them all where I just like, I just settle in and just like forgive all its flaws because it takes me back to the day. I feel like Tommy has to have one. I think Blank Check. Oh, no. Oh, we watched Blank Check the other day. It was awesome. <laughs> Maybe I got to give it like a third try. It is a terrible, like there are a lot of weird moments like where like she's kissing him and stuff. It's like, yeah. it's very weird. There's some definite things that would never happen now. Like they took some liberties with that. But it's, I don't know. I feel like that one's still fun enough that it's. I don't think it holds up. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> also, a million dollars would never go that far. But I mean, I fear he was just leasing everything. Yeah. <laughs> you, you lease a water slide? Why not? If you got enough money, you can lease anything. <laughs> I guess that's true. My, so I have two. Okay. One of them maybe not doesn't fall in like the terrible category. But I remember when we saw it, I thought. Um, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I watch it now and I'm like, this is dumb. Like, this <laughs> oh, is no, stupid. I disagree. It's still funny. But OK, that and that one, like I said, didn't quite reach that level. But uh, my freshman year of college, we were I think we were like moving in or whatever. And uh, Batman and Robin was on TBS. <laughs> oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, I love this movie. And we sat there and watched it and was like, oh, my God, this is Quite possibly one of the worst movies ever made. That's a really good example. Because I remember seeing so it and being like, this is fun. Like, and then... Arnold Schwarzenegger is next level terrible in that. <laughs> it's time for you to chill. Like, all, all his lines are terrible. We'll kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> all right. We're way off time. <laughs> Thanks for the question, though. Yeah, I, good question. Send us down memory man. lane. Yeah. A lot of uh, some. We did solve it though. We solved the question. Yeah, some semi hot takes from Tommy though. About... I, I, I have a question though, kind of building off of this quack question. Sorry to prolong the episode if anyone's still listening. Um, <laughs> sports movies as Christmas movies. Can you guys think of any? Mm. Uh, there have there have to be some. Um, mm. man. It's, I it, I th- I feel like the problem is the the timing. Like yeah, I mean, I, it has to be a football movie. It has to be a high football school football movie, or right? Like yeah, unless you have like a mid-season tournament or was something. Was there like a for... remember the Titan? Was there any references to Christmas no, in that? No, no. and I mean, all high school football's done before Christmas. Um, but that's the only sport that would like coincide. Unless with... you have like a youth basketball movie or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like a youth volleyball movie. I don't know. I can't think of any offhand, but I'm I'm sure our Quackalites might have. Yeah, some. we'll just put it out to the Quackalites. Maybe there's like one that's played in like the Southern Hemisphere, like cricket I, or rugby. I do remember there was a Christmas tournament. I don't know if they explicitly refer to it as a Christmas tournament in Coach Carter. Oh, is also that a they terrible like, movie. <laughs> yeah, and then the they go out and party. Yeah, 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 and then they all get suspended or whatever. Is Coach Carter a Christmas movie? Is that what we're gonna? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, why not? All right, all right, so. Tommy has said that the Mighty Ducks is more of a Hanukkah movie than a Christmas movie, and that Coach Carter is a Christmas movie. In the blind side, they send a Christmas card. Yeah. Christmas movie. Throw it <laughs> on there. All right. Some hot takes there. 
that you can uh, try to cool down if you're willing to jump into the fire there. Wait, 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 wait. Remember the Titans. Doesn't Julius go over to uh, Bertier's house for Christmas and hug his mom on the porch? No, that was just to hang out. No, 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 no. Are you sure? Yeah. Doesn't he go over there twice? Like the first time she's like, who's this kid? No, no, no. And he then... was. I feel like no, he goes Bertier over there was going to go play basketball with Big Julius and said he had to go to church with his mom. And then, like later uh, in the season, is when he goes. Are you? Sure, are we sure that wasn't Christmas time? I, maybe Thanksgiving time. I, I don't no. think. Maybe Thanksgiving. Maybe yeah. Thanksgiving time. Yeah. I guess Christmas wouldn't have made sense in that timeline. Yeah, it was definitely cold because there were long sleeves yeah. in like the championship yeah. game. I, I feel like I remember there being like lights or decorations or something, but I just that's just flashing in my mind. I guess we can stop talking about this now. Yeah. Ooh, interestingly enough. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, this book ends. Hey, it's the last right. episode of the year, man. Right. Or the last, you know, legit episode. In the movie, movie, The Rookie. Uh-huh. Whenever, like, um, little Jimmy Morris moves to this, like, Texas town, he's, like, looking around the store, whatever, like, for baseball stuff. Yeah. And they're playing Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. And uh. one of the guys goes, isn't it a little early to be playing this song? He goes, like, what are you talking about? It's, like, 2 p.m. He's, like, it's July. He's like, no, it's just a good song. Play it year round. Mm. So Christmas I, movie. <laughs> if I, so fact, though, Christmas movie. And that is like my favorite song ever. So Chestnuts uh, Roasting by the Open Fire. Well, it's called the Christmas song. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Matt King Cole, baby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We've stretched this long enough. <laughs> All right. That is the final nominee. So. You have one thing left to do. Go to thequackdeck.com. Vote for your favorites. Well, I, I guess I lied. You have more than one thing left to do. You have a few things left to do. Go to thequackdeck.com. Vote for your favorites. Then keep clicking through that Amazon link. We appreciate it. We get a little piece. Doesn't cost you any extra. Keep going to the shop. Buying your gear. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. You can contact us on Twitter. At Quarktech Pod on the website thequarktech.com, Facebook.com slash Pod. Thank you for all the support in 2018. We'll keep this going in 2019. Hopefully reach 200 episodes. We're not that far away. So that's something to look forward to. And uh, everyone have a happy new year and hopefully a great 2019. And remember, text fly together.